Welcome to the Love Lighthouse broadcast and this is now Tuesday the 14th of December 2021. Don't forget that um, round about the 16th, 17th, I will be starting off actually, you know, sharing with you this amazing type of novena. So if you're not sure how to do a novena, what it is, how to perform one, um, well, you're going to learn and you're going to find out. I'm going to start to actually, I've decided, I'm just going to make it clear right now. I think we'll start on the 17th. So it'll be Friday the 17th we'll start this. So just come along here to the podcast. It is available and I'm so thankful to be able to say this. Um, it's on pretty much all if not most, and certainly all the best stations available across the world. I am so amazed by this. I'm so thankful. Thanks to all and any of you, all of you who have made it possible. Um, obviously, number one, thanks go to God. Thanks be to God for just giving me the wisdom and the knowledge and the know-how of what to speak about, what's important for everybody and to do my best within my ability to do that. It's been such a fun time. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, you can tell if you really enjoy something. Usually, if you're really good at something, you'll do it for free. And so that's what I do with this. Um, you know, I've looked into different kind of possibilities to make sure that I can maybe like do other projects and like build on that that's always in the back of my mind as well like I think well how can I extend this but to be honest with you I'm just so pleased with the way that it's going at the moment so we're going to keep it going this way and just keep continuing to share with you and I know whatever way it's meant go God will continue to guide it in that way um and so I'm really looking forward to doing that with you on Friday so it's completely free. Come and join in. Get your podcast station switched on. If you're going out and about, you can also play this into your headphones. Sometimes you might want to just watch with the sound. Um, but as long as you're mindful of that, that's great. Um, I don't always plug in my proper microphone for it. That's why I'm saying that. Um... I maybe should think of that for the future, certainly when I'm out and about outside. But it's just remembering to always like take that kind of like fluffy um, microphone and microphone cover everywhere. It's not something I always think about. So just be aware of that as well. But for these ones in particular, where we're going over the novena, it's from the Christmas Prayer Set and Journal. It's my book that's out on Amazon. I am so thankful again for that, for um, the Holy Spirit and the gift to be able to um, produce this. I'm just going to keep making it better and better and I'm hoping to really have the absolute perfect version of the hard copy out next year. Yes, I've extended the time. I just have been doing so much to try and draw back and just perfect it and draw back and perfect it and it's just going on like this but I know that it will be next year because I can feel you know how you just feel like everything all the kind of like edges being rounded off everything's like really coming nicely together utilizing expert advice and all that uh, thanks to my team was again and yeah 
it is getting there and it's not something to rush about it's something to really take seriously as it's so important I know this so again I'm just really able to go with the flow with it so I'm thankful for that ability as well well let's get started today um as I say join me on Friday for that novena you'll learn how to do one if you've never done one before so don't worry you've got all your help here and in that way you can then apply that same teaching for future novenas if you're going to be doing them as well well, I hope you thoroughly enjoyed um my last couple of podcast broadcasts. I have been singing some songs, um, you know, the Sancta Lucia one in that way in Swedish. First reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. The wisdom that God predestined to be for our glory. Brothers, when I came to you, it was not with any show of oratory or philosophy, but simply to tell you what God had guaranteed. During my stay with you, the only knowledge I claimed to have was about Jesus and only about him as a crucified Christ. Far from relying on any power of my own, I came among you in great fear and trembling and in my speeches and the sermons that I gave, there were none of the arguments that belonged to philosophy, only a demonstration of the power of the Spirit. And I did this so that your faith should not depend on human philosophy, but on the power of God. But still we have a wisdom to offer those who have reached maturity, not a philosophy of our age. It is true, still less of the masters of our age which are coming to their end. The hidden wisdom of God, which we teach in our mysteries, is a wisdom that God predestined to be for our glory before the ages began. It is a wisdom that none of the masters of this age have ever known, or they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. We teach what scripture calls the things that no eye has seen and no ear has heard, things beyond the mind of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the very things that God has revealed to us through the Spirit. The Responsorial Psalm is Psalm 36 and 37. The just man's mouth utters wisdom. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. The just man's mouth utters wisdom. Commit your life to the Lord, trust in him and he will act so that your justice breaks forth like the light your cause like the noonday sun. The just man's mouth utters wisdom. The just man's mouth utters wisdom and his lips speak what is right. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps shall be saved from stumbling. The just man's mouth utters wisdom. Alleluia. Alleluia! How happy are the poor in spirit! Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Alleluia! Luke chapter 14 And there went great multitudes with him, 
And he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father and mother, and wife and children, and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross, and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, setteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest haply, after he hath laid the foundation, and is not able to finish it, all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build, and was not able to finish. Or what king, going to make war against another king, sitteth not down first, and consulteth whether he be able with ten thousand to meet him, that cometh against him with twenty thousand? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage, and decideth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you, that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple." All right, first and foremost, it is vitally important to talk about what this actually means. People hearing this might say, what on earth? If a man come to me and he hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, he cannot be my disciple. Well, and then God talks about love. Um, okay, so what's happening here is that ultimately love must win over all. But the love that must win is the love of God, God's love, right? And we know that there are different levels to that type of love. That type of love could be romantic love. It can be a chaste, pure, celibate love in God, which is the highest form of love, obviously. So let's, yeah, that was named first, actually, so that's okay. But yeah, it can be romantic love. It can be just simply, a, the, um, again, another form of really... Um, pure love and not that romantic love can be pure but you know what I mean um it can be just love for your family your friends and that is a very different level from the lengths of even that of like the highest love um that you have for God and and then romantic love it's entirely different isn't it when you think about it the love that you have for family and friends so but it all comes from that love. It, every single type and level of love comes from the love of God. There's also love for those that are um, going against God because you want them to have a better life. You want them to be able to um, shape up, change their ways and convert, in other words, um, more to God so less of even their ways and more of their heart and their soul is what you really want them to be able to to change right and you want to we always want to do that within ourselves as well for being honest we always want to be better and better at that so it's something we have from within 
And it's the love that we have from within that spurs this on, right? For ourselves and for others. So when it talks about hate here, what it's really talking about, and obviously, you know, you have to understand, all these scriptures have had to be translated into English. They were in a Hebrew form of text. It would be in a different language. And first of all, they would come from, when we go back before that, they come from the heart and the soul united in God, right? So these different parts of the, of the Bible are put together by the, the disciples in God through the communion of the Holy Spirit. And coming up with some type of a word probably was quite tricky. But what it really means is that there shouldn't be any other that's placed above God, not even your mother, your father, your wife or your husband or your children. No one should be placed above God. That's really, when we want to really discern this, we have to have love overall that's vitally important. What it really means, therefore, in this case, is that no one else should be placed higher than God from like your family, your friends, your etc, etc. It must be the sovereign Lord God. Okay. So, I mean, we've got to even say this, this is true then, therefore, I mean, the church is part of God, but there are different parts to it and there are different people doing different things in it. Some are going in the right direction. Some are kind of like, what is even going on with them, right? So you've got to think you have to put God first and foremost above that as well. And that's what I do. That's how, you know, I'm able to reach out to people of different churches of faith and of no faith. I'm able to be God's disciple because I don't put any of the churches first. I don't put them above me and God. Nothing really gets between the relationship between me and God. You see, we cannot be put asunder, right? When you make that commitment, that level of commitment is a very high and important one. And that's why if you would like more help with this, with chastity and celibacy, that's what really drives this forward. You can get help by listening to Sancta Lucia, Saint Lucia. It's called La Luz. Um, you can listen there to that. If adults want help with this as well, with how they can help children, they need to first help themselves. You can also go and listen to um, the guidance from Saint Lucy. Um, broadcast on here. It was the last one recorded before this one. And that was all from Monday the 13th of December 2021. Okay. So that's how, just as I was coming up, I'm going to take a quick picture right now, but it was 2020 just as I finished saying that. 2020 vision, that's what it was all about. St. Lucy's about vision, about sight. So the vision and how we're meant to go about our lives can only happen um, if we are disciples. We're, we can only be disciples if we put God first above everything. Um, nothing can come before that. That's why it talks about, you know, there's parts of the the readings today 
that are mentioned and these are ones that are not read um, unless it's like a normal day of the week, unless you're not um, celebrating or observing uh, the saints day that day, for example. So there's two different readings, you see. And one of the first lot of readings, it does talk about this. It says like, you know, there are people that are just not listening and that's why God's wrath is coming upon them. It's like, if someone is using their their voice for things, we have to think how we're using our voice. If they're using their voice for things that aren't appropriate or of the Lord, God will punish that and probably perhaps where the voice is. And I'm not saying that every single person that has that is going against the Lord. That's not true. Um, what I'm saying is, is that in some cases, this is what happens. And we can tell very clearly if someone is directly going against the Lord and they've got that, then, well, that's probably going to be what's going on there. So think how you're utilising each part of your your life, your your body, your mind, your heart, your soul, and make sure that you're allowing God to be first in every part of your life, to be able to use every part of you in ways that honour and respect God. That's what we all need to pray for at all times, for the betterment and furtherance of this for each of us in our lives. Okay, so do remember to come back here. Yeah, I mean, God willing, every day there'll be something out. But certainly there is going to be the Novena Joy Move. That's going to be so amazing. Um, on Friday, the 17th of December 2021. I hear that some people are going off school as well. They're going to be off earlier in some cases. For some people, that is brilliant news. And, um, yes, keep safe, keep well, keep healthy and happy and praising, be in praise of God. I know some people do penance or are pulling back with regards to certain things. Um, I mean, we've got like the entire Christmas tree situation. We don't even have that up yet. I still got, you know, um our priests from Glasgow, his particular message ringing in my ears. And, you know, I've got to put, obviously, this is one of these situations you put God first, but you do have to take into account what's being said because God also, there is that balance there, God utilises certain people to bring certain messages forth as well. And, you know, in church where there are really good people, you know, that, you know, that word isn't one that's um, coming from anywhere else apart from God, then you've kind of got to follow that. But it's important to always use discernment and pray about it as well. Just double check and make sure because God's word does come first. Like if God's word overrode all of that and I felt like it was the right time to go and get a treat, then obviously I would do that, you know. 
that's absolutely 100% the case. But I also do believe that there could be like a bit of a testing in this as well. I'm like, oh, like I really want to get this organized, God. And I pray about it and I go to the scriptures and I get different things. And then someone in my family will say something different like, actually, no, I don't want an eight foot Christmas tree coming in. And that's kind of going back and confirming the priest's um sort of word. But at the same time, it's making me think this is just what on earth's going on. Because when I prayed about it and I looked at scripture, it was like the best thing ever, the best idea. But we also have to balance this out and then return sometimes to scripture, just double check. But first and foremost is God's word. So if God um, is giving me scripture and in my heart and my soul, I know it's right, then obviously I'm going to put that first. So you can imagine I've got a lot of praying and different things to do, a lot of management and things like that going on, just making sure that I'm doing the best in the Lord that I possibly can. And that's going to be happening a lot today over the next few days and always. So do join me for that on Friday to get a little bit more about it. And um, yeah, it's going to be excellent for just building each of us up stronger in that way for real good, proper discernment and being faithful to the Lord. Okay, enjoy. And I, God willing, will speak with you tomorrow. St. John of the Cross. St. John of the Cross, um, ultimately, the main message of his life is the understanding of the darkness and utilising that time. So the clearing out, the what I talk about, about, you know, just waiting um, a little longer with regards to putting up Christmas trees, etc., all that kind of thing. Taking more time in quiet solitude and meditation. All of that is, you know, this kind of behaviour of asceticism of keeping clean and clear is possible but utilizing that time the important point is utilizing that time for God. St John of the Cross found that it was the cross um, the spiritual dying if you like in a way um, that led to further conversion obviously and allowed for more of God in his life. It was the simplification. It's the mortifying of the flesh. It's, you know, feeling a hunger for something of the flesh and then saying no to that. That allows for the greater conversion of um, someone and allows them to come closer to God. That's why that... You know, if you think of people that go to prison, I believe that he went to prison as well. Um, they're given like hardly anything around them. Um, it is a place for that quiet meditation. There's nothing else that they can get to do. And, you know, the point is that rather than, you know, 
be in such a position where you have to do that. We should all be recognising the importance of taking that time out healthfully and actually choosing it ourselves. And thankfully, I suppose this is one of the, the things for me that I've always really enjoyed choosing that. I've always in the past enjoyed being around lots of people and big groups and things like that. But more recently, I've, I've realised in order to really lead properly and to be the best, I've got to set more more time, more space apart um, in certain ways. And I do that. But it really is one of these things that I've always just loved. So I've had a healthy balance of being able to do that, of enjoying that, of really enjoying my own time with myself. Like, I absolutely love it because the reason being that's when I get more time in a higher level with God, at the highest level, if you like. So that's what it is about taking up the cross. It's like giving up on things that you'd otherwise usually enjoy doing, like partying and all the rest of it. Giving up on that is taking the cross and you'll find that it doesn't seem to be a cross at all. It's kind of like, it reminds you of the, the death and the glory and the victory of Christ. Like that is where the victory is that's where you find that victory of you know plenty of time this happened before when I didn't really um intellectualize on this way or look at it this way but it's times that I really wanted to do something like I really perhaps maybe wanted to be out with um friends or something and it was just so like nostalgic the thoughts would get like oh my goodness you know and I was such a big person for for doing that, for spending lots of time with loads of friends and things. And I remember one time, I can't remember the exacts of it. All I remember is some of the emotions. They were so strong. But in the depths of it, I knew and I could feel my beloved, my first love come closer to me. And I could feel the pure love of God penetrating my heart and my soul so deeply as a result of that time spent apart. It's truly amazing what it can do. So um, that's a little bit of that. I mean, I haven't really spoken much of St. John of the Cross. I've kind of spoken quite a lot of myself there. So let's go to St. John of the Cross. So it's saying here, and I'm looking at information, um, which talks about the fact that he looked into reform to change, so in other words, to betterment within um, the faith. Um, but the price of that, as we know, um, is and um, what he had was increasing opposition because if we were going to change, you're not staying the same, and people that want to stay the same don't tend to like that very much so but it's required it's one of these things it's the cross not everybody wants to take the cross along with you so in any case he faced misunderstanding persecution and imprisonment he came to know the cross acutely to experience the dying of Jesus as he sat month after month in his dark damp narrow cell with only his God yet the paradox in this dying 
of imprisonment, John came to life, uttering poetry. In the darkness of the dungeon, John's spirit came into the light. There are many mystics, many poets. John is unique as mystic poet, expressing in his prison cross the ecstasy of mystical union with God in the spiritual canticle. Um, but as agony leads to ecstasy, so John had his ascent to Mount Carmel, as he named it in his prose masterpiece. As man, Christian Carmelite, he experienced in himself this purifying ascent. A spiritual director, he sensed it in others. Mm -hmm. A psychologist, theologian, he described and analysed it in his prose writings. Mm. And it talks about here, you know, in order to save your life, you must lose it. So yes, it's about mortification, purification, asceticism and discipline. Don't run from it if you really want to live. Mm, that's what his message is. There's going to be more of St. John out there. I have looked here for this latter part through Franciscan Media. And you can find more information there if you would like to find out more. Um, FranciscanMedia.org Okay, so I am going to sign off in just a moment or two. Our church service is starting um, about 10 and I do believe that it should be televised. In other words, it should be online today, um, depending what your cross is going to be today, whether you're going to be watching it, you're going to be going along or whether you're going to be going um, out or whether your cross is to stay and remain in and remain in meditation and focused. Um, let's see. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened.